Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Welcome to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. It is your host, John Cutton. Hope everybody's having a great day. Uh, today, I am very excited to have what's become a critical part of my wealth management business's kind of CFO structure and kind of operational, anything that has to do with financials, uh, and who's become actually uh, quite a resource uh, and friend to me, the business, and a lot of the advisors that we coach. Uh, and I'm pleased to introduce the founder and CEO of Digital Financial Officers, Sean Rogers. So Sean, maybe say a quick hello to the audience. And if you don't mind, we'll get right into it. Uh, try to keep these about 40 minutes or so. And uh, maybe you could just give everyone a little background on who you are, how you got to where you are, and a little bit about uh, about what made you found DFL. Yeah, thank you, John. I'm uh, looking forward to this conversation and being on your podcast. Hey, everyone. Sean Rogers, uh, president and founder of Digital Financial Officers. And we are a outsourced bookkeeping and CFO firm leveraging technology to really automate a lot of the day-to-day -day functions that a human element would naturally provide. And a little bit about myself, I'm coming from the family office space, spent seven years between two family offices, the last one being a Barron's Hall of Fame practice. And my experience within the family office world was really more specific on the accounting side really helping ultra high net worth families, high profile clients, really just provide a holistic financial support to them and their families. But my angle was really providing personal CFO work to the individuals and their families, as well as helping their businesses with the accounting and finance function. Yeah, and I, uh, I hope I could tease with you, though. For those of you who are watching this uh, on YouTube, uh, I call Sean Doogie Hauser because he looks younger than he is. He's actually older than you would think. And this will, by, by the time this gets released, just so you all know, uh, Sean will be a married man uh, as well. So he's got uh, a wedding coming up in, what, Sean, 10 days or something? Is that what, what we had said before? Yeah, exactly 10 days. So looking forward to that next chapter of my life and um, all the uh, prosper to come from it. Yeah, no, it's uh, fantastic. And uh, this is going to be your last podcast, I think, as a single man. I hope you have no no others in the next 10 days, do you? Uh, not that I'm aware of and uh, not something that my uh, future wife would probably kill me for. So uh, all jokes aside, now I'm really happy with my life and I'm really looking forward to sharing it with my uh, future wife, Maureen. Love it. So uh, to Sean's future children, uh, this was the last time your dad I uh, did a podcast before he married your mom. How's that? So a uh, little bit. <laughs> of uh, but uh, I call, I actually call Sean Doogie Hauser because he's one of the smartest dudes uh, for somebody in his early thirties uh, that I've been around. So Sean uh, is, is a little modest. He worked for a very, very prominent single family office of someone we won't use his name that each and every one of you will know exactly who that someone is. And then, yes, there's not too many Barron's Hall of Fame advisors out there, but he worked for one uh, here in New York as well that I know well uh, and have a ton of respect for. Uh, I won't use his name either, but that's built an amazing firm. In, interestingly enough, predicated on partnerships with a, a very prominent CPA firm, 
uh, and then built a, a, an enormous and very well-respected wealth management business. So interesting, um, when Sean went out and built his own organization, just the power of LinkedIn, I saw Sean's background. I saw him on LinkedIn. I hit him with a message and the rest, as they say, is history. And now uh, not only does he run all of the books for my wealth management firm and various other things that I'm involved in, uh, but in addition to that, he's become an unbelievably valuable resource to our CPA firms as well that we partner with that has had an unbelievable impact on our partnerships with our CPAs and their ability to drive business uh, to our practice and the value that we provide. So what we were going to do today is really kind of hit hit two pieces in one and our listeners know I can get a little wordy. So it's possible we only hit one today and we bring Sean back for the second part to go a little bit deeper. But the two pieces are one, um, as a financial advisor, entrepreneur, a lot of our listeners are independent contractors or RIAs, uh, uh, you know, work at an independent broker dealer, et cetera. So what they really are is they're business owners, right? Uh, and CEOs of their own business. So part one is to talk about how someone like Sean could provide value to you and your wealth management business uh, in order to better understand um, the economics in real time uh, and to kind of think about how to lead the business through getting access to data. That's part one. And then part two is how having someone like Sean in my life, at least, uh, has allowed me to become substantially more valuable to the CPA partners that we work with in the wealth management business uh, and that how that's helped the CPA and therefore come back in spades to us in helping us actually do more business with those CPA firms uh, as well. So a lot to cover uh, in one episode, but Sean, maybe you could just talk to our listeners a little bit about specifically kind of the work that you would do for a financial advisor, similar to what you've done for me, to actually help them better understand their business and drive meaningful results. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it really just starts with how do we get the data within an accounting system in real time for it to then flow into nice custom dashboards, automated reporting, that way you really have all insights about your business right at your fingertips. And historically, there's always been some sort of time gap of when a finance department or a CPA can close out a month. But think of a world where that month and process is really a formality. And at any point throughout the month, if you want to know where your P&L sits, if you want to know where your cash is sitting on your balance sheet, or really any sort of metric, profitability by advisor, how does your payroll spend trend up or down throughout the season and the year. And that's what we're really about. We really leverage industry leading technology, really integrated focus where there's not just one system that's important to a business. You have a CRM system, you have your accounting system, and how do you really integrate all of them together to provide those KPIs and those other metrics that you want to monitor at all times. And that's what we're set up to do. That's what we do for financial advisors. We're really providing that transparency approach. That way, there's no surprise in that month end or at quarter end. You're always going to know where your profitability is going. And 
really allowing that historical uh, transactions to really help guide future decision making. Um, simple terms, maybe you were, maybe you're not as profitable as you thought you were. So maybe you would be reluctant on doubling down on your marketing spend. And it's just giving that insight at your fingertips. This puts the business owner and key management just in a better position to succeed and lead their lead their company. Yeah, super well said, Sean. And um, as you're speaking, uh, I quote Ray Kelly all the time, right? Ray's my guy. And um, you know, one of the things that Ray loves to say is the first rule um, of a leader is to define reality with as much specificity as possible, right? So I'm going to say it again. The first role of a good leader is to define reality with as much detail and specificity as humanly possible. And what Sean has built, and I want to go a little deeper into that with you, Sean, because it's what's interesting is it's really hard to understand what you do until you see it. And that was my experience with you. Um, until I let you actually pilot it and say, let me show you what you know you said to me. Let me show you uh, what I can do. And I was like, okay, why why do I need my bookkeeper anymore uh, to do this um, if the technology can actually do it, right? But to our listeners, think about it through the lens of you being a CEO, right? And how you create quantum growth. If you don't understand, which I know most advisors don't, and quite frankly, neither did I in real time until Sean came, you get a feel for your business, but to be able to hit a button, right, and to look at it in real time at any point in time, what your P&L was last month, what it was over the last day, week, over the last six months, relative to a year ago, three years ago, um, not just the revenue, but the expenses and the profitability to me, um, has given me such transparency into the business that I don't know how the heck I made decisions without it, right? But Sean, talk a little bit about how you've kind of created this because in this world that we consistently are talking about artificial intelligence and machine learning, um, that's why I call you Doogie Hauser, by the way. I've heard those words and we all read about it, um, but no one really understands how, how it can come together from a financial reporting perspective. Yeah, no, definitely. And my angle has always started with the bookkeeping. Obviously, you, you could use a gut feel to get a feel of where your business is. A lot, of, a lot of business owners focus on revenue and just cash in the account as a good indicator of the business is in a current healthy state or not. But automating the bookkeeping is the bloodline of a business. Your historical data needs to be entered. And historically, it's been a human keystroking. Maybe you could provide a little import export to create a little efficiencies, but imagine a world where your bookkeeper isn't doing any data entry. The technology through the AI, which when we connect your business to the AI aspect of it, it's doing an instant look back of how historically your transactions have been coded by that human bookkeeper and just picking up those trends to continue those data entries just in an automated daily fashion. And it's not to say that, oh, the bookkeeper is now gonna be eliminated. It's just, we're repositioning how a bookkeeper adds value to the business. Instead of them doing that keystroke data entry, and I'm gonna say it a bunch of times because it is so manual and cumbersome and 
more of a bottleneck when it comes to servicing your business, let alone your clients for CPA and advisor perspective. But it's just positioning them to be more forward thinking. How does that real-time data insight allow them to either pick up the good or bad trends? Maybe it's helping them forecast cash flow, but then it's really allowing them to work with the business owner and or the CPA just to now think about, okay, what does this mean for the future? And just be more proactive rather than reactive. And for the low cost that we're able to do this, it pays dividends immediately. And it's, it's just a home run of a solution versus how businesses currently are set up. Yeah, and I, I would add to that um, two pieces. One, I had an outsourced bookkeeper. I have a very complicated business and we run like different profit formulas for different kind of teams. So much different than the average advisors. Um, but I can cheer. I was spending a lot of money on a, as you call it, Sean, like a traditional bookkeeper who manually, and they did a great job, by the way. Um, but it was expensive and data came in you know, two, three, four weeks sometimes after the end of the month. Um, and then, and there was no place to see it right outside of QuickBooks, right? It wasn't then put someplace where it was efficient for me to see it and be able to do all of the comparisons, et cetera. Um, I brought Sean in and I didn't trust the technology at first to be totally honest with our listeners. And I'm like, well, I'm going to do both for a little bit. And Sean was kind enough to go, Hey, I won't even charge you. Uh, to just set you up. It's that easy. And then you'll just see the difference. And it took us about you know 60 days for me to be absolutely blown away and to be able to go, okay, so why do I need the bookkeeper anymore? And I think, Sean, you've been really kind. There are CPAs and bookkeepers out there that are awesome and they're additive to the value they provide above and beyond the functionality of the compliance necessary in bookkeeping. And they're, they're additive that they provide value and, and advisory uh, work, right? Help you grow your business, understand your data. I would say that's the exception to the rule. And most bookkeepers do the task of manually providing you with the bookkeeping, but don't provide a lot of value above and beyond that. So in my case, we no longer work with the bookkeeper because we didn't hire them to be our business advisor. We simply hired them to help us understand our P&L and help our CPA with our tax preparation, um, et cetera. And one of the things I love about what you do, Sean, is because the bookkeeping is really 98% done by technology, right? Is it allows some time for you to be additive, right? To actually help me think about the business, spot trends, and think about how to actually grow the business. And I know not you don't need to engage with business owners that way, they get to choose whether it's just the bookkeeping with no advice, or it's kind of like a combination of both. But maybe you can just talk to that a little bit as well. Yeah, no, it's really uh, how do we partner up with CPAs, other CFO, business advisory professionals, and complement the business owner? And all of us are adding great value, but how do we collectively provide a better service and our angle coming from the bookkeeping and those very simple but powerful financial dashboards. When we partner up with CPA firms, they're able to now leverage that and talk more sophisticated, but really position not the conversation to be, hey, John Cutton, this is how your August PL looked like, 
it's more, hey, John Cotton, based on the last couple months worth of trends, this is what we're seeing for the future. We look at your business and we know you're going to be generating X amount of profit. So then that could turn into more of a year-end uh, retirement planning strategy, or maybe there's tax strategies that are now able to be thought about more proactively and not just at a year-end scramble. So when we're partnering up with CPAs, we're happy to provide that bookkeeping solution because we're putting them in a much better position to service their clients when they're talking about that tax and compliance aspect that they're really getting paid for. Um, to reposition CPAs staff, but their more service model to be more of that proactive family office orientation is just really what's going to allow CPAs to grow, become more profitable, and not have to worry about the capacity aspect that that bookkeeper, that staff accountant ultimately has. And then when there's turnover, there's lack of continuity. So we're really just providing more of that automation for them to just be set up for greater success, but ultimately provide a much uh, higher level value prop to their business owners. Yeah. And Sean, as we're talking here, um, here's what I'd like to do, if it's okay with you. I, I, I want to make this a two-parter um, because, you know, I mean, once I get going, uh, I like to go a little, little deeper. So um, I kind of led you in the wrong direction. So let's, let's, use part one of our podcast today to just simply talk through if I am a financial advisor and thinking about potentially uh, leveraging outsourced bookkeeping um, and technology to do the books for my wealth management business. I want to go really deep on that because I think there's a lot there. And then we'll make part two about if you're a financial advisor that's actually partnering with CPAs already or wants to partner with CPAs kind of where the CPA industry is going, which is where we where you just started to head a little, uh, and how um, having you kind of on the the, the team uh, could actually enhance those relationships with the CPAs or actually help you build new ones, uh, which we're starting uh, to utilize you uh, for as well. As you know, we do not have any advertisements here on our podcast. Often I get asked, well, how can I give back, John? How can I help? I've got two simple asks for you. First, share the podcast with a friend, someone that you think can benefit from the information. And secondly, if you haven't already, please join the Financial Advisor Success Syndicate, something I am super proud of and would love your participation and to have you join and add value to a community with like-minded advisors. So to join, go to joinfass.com. Look forward to seeing you in there. So we talked about um, the AI doing the bookkeeping, right? Um, I'm just going to say this in my own words and you correct me if there's anything wrong. Okay. I don't know how you do it or how it works or how all the technology works, but here's what I believe is happening just to help our advisors who might struggle with technology like me. I think what happens is your technology goes into my QuickBooks, it then goes back and goes, well, what happened last year, the year before, three years ago? And then the machine that you bring to the table learns 
how we kind of code things and where it belongs. And it literally takes that, that machine learning. And now it takes what we did last week or yesterday or last month. And it, in a daily basis, it reconciles and it pulls that data directly from QuickBooks or whatever technology you use to do your bookkeeping today. And it brings it in. In addition to that, if you do your banking at XYZ Bank, there's also connectivity, right, to that bank that says what deposits occurred today, what bills were paid today, and it kind of reconciles all of that. And the two are pulling from QuickBooks and your banking functionality, and it's bringing it into one system that in real kind of time shows you your daily, like what happened today, how much new money came in today and what checks cleared today. And that gives you complete transparency to ultimately where you are in real time through the portals, which is the next thing I want to talk about, how you create portals uh, within the business. So did I misspeak in that? Or maybe you could just kind of fill in any, any of the blanks that maybe I, I negated. Yeah, no, you hit it right on the nail. Uh, just a couple other talking points is it does well with check writing. So uh, for those business owners that are still writing checks, when those check images clear the bank, it's able to read what the check was, what vendor it was, and then based on the historical patterns, be able to code that, choose the right vendor, and then as well as the right expense account in that situation. So now you hit it right on the nail. And the powerful thing is, how do you do that on a daily basis? And for a human to do that, it's not that it's impossible, but it's not the best use of their time. And for a low cost solution, it's just putting everyone in a much better position because what you were about to allude to is great. I have my bookkeeping in, all the inflows, outflows on a daily basis are recorded, but how can I easily view that activity in a one-stop shop portal like you referenced and just What's important to you as a business owner? Maybe you're more revenue focused. So we set up nice little views of which customers have paid you recently, which customers are more profitable, how much revenue by customer have you made this year versus last year. So you could see if those clients are growing or declining. And it's just, how do you, what do you want to view? Like every business is unique. That's the greatest thing about my job is I'm learning different different uh, industries and how within each industry, how there are little niches on how, and also how each business owner kind of treats their business separately. I have a couple of financial advisors, all of them view their, their books and their business slightly different. And that's where all the customization comes into play. It's not a plug and play type of tool. It's, hey, let's plug in, but then let's learn a little bit about your business. The system is gonna learn much quicker than a brand new bookkeeper would. And it's really then just going back to what's important to you. Let's set up those dashboards through that portal and then just putting you in the driver's seat. So you know exactly what you wanna look at on a daily basis and it's accurate and timely, which is the, the real icing on the cake. Yeah, so Sean, um, can you talk a little bit about um, so some of the financial advisors that you work with, I know some are smaller practices that might do a million in revenue, right? And some are larger, right? Like mine and uh, others that might do tens of millions of dollars of revenue. 
What do you find um, you got? You've got what we've talked about on the bookkeeping, real time, all the things that we've kind kind of deep on now. When you think about um, the dashboards that you build, right? My what I've seen you do for me at least is that there's dashboards as it relates to the the revenue, the expenses, the P and L. You can benchmark that and show me how it was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. Um, kind of show me whatever I want, and I can even play around with that myself, right? Once you build the portal. Um, but when you start to think about other KPIs, this is where a lot of our listeners, and you may or may not know this, Sean, we talk a lot about um, leading and lagging indicators, right, as to how a financial advisor can manage her or his business, manage their people, whether it be around, you know, CPA appointments set, seen to close, whether it be around prospects set, seen to close, or marketing strategy, where are you finding? I know you can do anything, really, right? Is is you know from a uh, that perspective, but can you give an idea of what some advisors might be measuring that you find common and productive? Yeah, the biggest one, and it's not as applicable to a true solo advisor that's just a standalone advisor within an organization, uh, but private. It's more of if you have more than one advisor. Yes, it's very important to look at your total book of business and how is your business doing overall, but there's a lot of good uh, leading and lagging indicators of how does each advisor stack up within an organization, not in a negative competitive way, but how could one advisor's book of business within an organization maybe help another advisor become more profitable, maybe think about how their team is set up. Maybe they don't need as much support people just for themselves, and maybe there could be shared resources. So one of the biggest things that when I'm working with wealth management firms and advisors is how does each one stack up against each other and what can the business owner pivot to help that advisor, but ultimately the whole organization just run better, but obviously become more profitable. And one thing that we're doing uh, for this firm that I'm working on is what is your total payroll compared to your revenues? But then how does that stack up to another advisor within that organization, but then also bringing in some outside industry metrics just to see where maybe all of New York area advisors, what are some of those metrics that you may want to benchmark yourself against? And that's where it's becoming powerful. It's yes, the historical is very important. Don't get me wrong, but how does the historicals and then those other metrics and benchmarks just really allow you to make better business decisions? And that's what we really strive on. And the only way that's possible is how do you get this insight in an automated fashion? And that's where the technology really comes into play. And then it goes back to really putting you in the driver's seat. So you have all the information as a leader, as a business owner, and you're not operating on a gut feel anymore. Yeah, it's uh, it's really powerful when you when you get into it. And our listeners, some of our listeners might be, um, I don't want to say confused, but as you think about it, it's hard to really um, get it until you live it. And what I've found about Sean is I kind of sat down with Sean, like, here are the things that are important to me, right? So some of the things, just to give the listeners a, a, an understanding that were important to me is so we do a lot with our CPA firms, right? 
Um, we were able to have through the reporting we already do internally on a spreadsheet, right? To be able to create um, kind of like a uh, like a KPI, right? Uh, tracking mechanism on all of our CPA partners and what the results are that they give us on a regular basis. That's kind of the data gets pulled and it's updated in real time. So Sean's able to provide every time I look at a report, I kind of hit a button and all of, you know, I call it my playbook, right? And I've probably got like 10 things that I look at. My playbook is right there. And I could just look at all 10 organized on technology. And if I want to go back and say, well, where was it this time a year ago? I can go back and see the trends without relying on memory. And I can bring it back to my guys who run my CPA business and go, there hasn't been any meaningful results. Here's the data, right? Here's the AOM we brought in. Here's the number of new prospects we've met. Here's the number of new CPAs that you've built, uh, et cetera. And you can do the same thing on percentage of clients with a financial plan. You can do the same things with revenue growth. You could put in a, a forecast for what the market will perform relative to organic growth. So there is a unlimited right amount uh, and you can get carried away with it, by the way, which is why I said I've got like 10 reads. And if I look at those 10 reads, I know I review that every Monday with my kind of executive team. And I know exactly where the business is trending. And go back to what I said before, Ray Kelly, first job of a leader is to define reality with as much specificity as possible. It has been an absolute huge, um, you know, impact on my brain resting to just kind of know like what's the state of the business uh and where you know where where were we and where are we today so sean um i i think that gave us a really good overview um i wanted to ask you is there anything as it relates to if an advisor is thinking about how to actually kind of you know, run their operation from a, you know, a, a financial data and a KPI perspective. Is there anything that we didn't share or didn't ask that maybe I should have? Just out of curiosity, if you're really not looking at it, you really should. And sometimes data can be overwhelming and sometimes data doesn't get looked at because the business owner may be scared of what it's actually going to tell them but it's really just ripping the bandaid off and really relying on your data and to be looked at in a routine fashion. You, you did just mention something. Sometimes it can be overwhelming. And sometimes if you look into data too much, it may lead to the wrong decision because you either interpreted it wrong or you're reading too into the numbers and trying to find another reason why the numbers are that way. So like you mentioned, you review it on a weekly basis with your management team. You're focused on what are the key weekly metrics you want to be monitoring? Yes, there's a lot more data that I could show you, John. Uh, and you, everyone would get overwhelmed. Sometimes I get overwhelmed or go down the wrong route because my head is very analytical focused and I want to showcase everything all at once. But just knowing that it's there, you can really fine tune and focus on what's very important. And as you mentioned, go two inches wide and a mile deep, but not just focus on anything and everything. So what I would say to all the listeners, especially the financial advisors for this section is just to try it out. Um, it's very simple for us to 
work with you and kind of build that framework of the dashboards. And the good thing about it is it's an evolving product as your business or the model or anything about your business changes, the data and the reporting changes with you. And as your business grows, we grow with you. And it's just going back to what do you need as a business owner, but how do you get that in real time? And that's what we're all about. And that's what we provide as a, as a firm. Yeah. Um, couldn't agree more. And as we wrap here, what I would say to our listeners is, is uh, you know, a couple of closing remarks. So the first is um, when, when Sean and I um, decided to do this podcast together, right? It was one of those things where I looked at it and I'm like, man, I believe so much in what Sean's doing. It's, it's kind of not necessarily uh, in the theme of quantum growth for financial advisors, but yet it is because if you can't define reality and you don't understand your metrics, right? It's really hard to create quantum growth as you're growing. And as I get more and more into leadership and coaching advisors, it's all about KPIs, right? We talk a lot on this podcast about EOS, the entrepreneurial operating system, building your VTO, having leading and lagging indicators. Uh, and what Sean's been able to help me with is to automate that through a large firm, right? So that the reporting and the kind of transparency, right, to the data is just positioned clean and neat and in one place. And all of my advisors love it instead of filling out these darn spreadsheets and like kind of, you know, looking at, a, you know, an Excel on everything. It's absolutely amazing. The second thing that I wanted to share um, is Sean, uh, because he leverages technology um, and I don't want to undersell this, right? But his pricing is really reasonable. So for like a typical small financial advisor that's got like a, you know, a normal type uh, setup, right? Which that's not even revenue-based. Whether you have one advisor or 12, once the um, the technology is set up, it's, it's it doesn't matter because the technology is doing the work. So Sean, like on a monthly basis, can you give the audience an understanding of, I, I know it's a little bit of a range, but of what, the typical monthly cost is to outsource fully the bookkeeping to digital financial officers? Yeah, the, the bread and butter type client is going to range from 250 to 1000 a month. And that you're going to get the bookkeeping, you're going to get these high-end dashboards and really just customize it as it goes. Like John mentioned, once it's set up, not to really simplify it and say, kick your feet up and sit back and relax, but... It actually is that type of reality. The bookkeeping is automated, it flows into these integrated models and dashboards, and we're just providing slight oversight. Uh, the technology gets better and better as the business continues, and it's going to pick up new trends, new spending trends, but everything is so integrated where we're not exporting things to Excel, we're not then creating models, and then next time you want it, we have to redo it. So that's why it's such a low cost, very powerful uh, service. And, and I think it's very affordable. And not to say that once you have it, you won't want to be moved from it or have it removed. But um, I could say some business owners, if I took those dashboards away, which I never would, not that they would be naked or without their phone or any sort of that type of situation but they get so reliant on just having that insight that to john what john mentioned earlier like how did he make decisions without it prior um 
obviously he did and he got to where he is today, but imagine having this type of dashboard and reporting 10 years ago. Not to say you'd make different decisions, but you would just have that much more data to leverage. Yeah. And what's beautiful about it, I mean, I think it's a super reasonable price point. And I'd say for the basic bookkeeping, most most from what you've shared, at least they're closer to that 250 a month level. If someone sure. wants some consulting and major dashboards created like like I did, <laughs> uh, it becomes a little bit more uh, more expensive. The other thing that I would just share is as Sean's talking, like you can access it on your phone. The best part about it, guys, is um, you don't go to four places, right? You don't go to, let me check my compensation statement. Let me go to my QuickBooks. Let me make sure I could look at how my advisor's business is growing. What was my growth and revenue last year? You take all of the things that you want. Again, I call it your key reads and you bring it into one portal and you have one sign on um, that's doing all that work for you and you get to view everything in, in one place, which is really cool. So with that, what I wanted to close with, and we're going to do a part two to this, um, which I think will be equally, maybe even more exciting about how you can bring this to CPA partners that you either work with today or would like to work with. But what I wanted to tie in um, is here's what's really cool um, about the audience that Sean's talking to today. And we talked about this just uh, before we started to film here uh, and record here is Sean's a pretty smart business guy. And what he's realized is he doesn't go B to C in his marketing. And what I mean by that is he's not really out here marketing to business owners. What he pretty much does is he starts relationships with a combination of financial advisors and CPAs, which is why we've aligned so much. That goes back to the fact that Sean actually um, grew up inside of a family office, inside of a CPA firm, inside of a Barron's Hall of Fame practice, and operated in their family office structure, which is how we kind of learned this to be transparent of how to actually give ultra high net worth business owners and families the transparency into understanding their own financials of their family businesses or their family office. Um, so he's got a really cool lens and his business plan is let me show financial advisors how to do this, let how I do this, what I do. Let me show CPAs how I do this by doing it on their own businesses, knowing that once he does that, like he's done for me, the advisor or the CPA is going to go, oh my goodness, this is like nothing I've ever seen. I'd like to introduce you to a financial advisor I know, or a CPA I know, or a business owner who I work with, because everyone ultimately should, in our opinion, be leveraging technology so they have real-time access to their business. And it's almost like, you know, before you had access to, you know, video conferencing, right? Before Zoom or before Teams or whatever it is you used existed, it was like, okay, well, what do I do? I go drive across town, I sit in traffic and I go to somebody's office and sit in the conference room and blow three hours, right? In order to have one one hour meeting or I jump on a plane, uh, right? Navigate the airport, so on, et cetera. And I blow two days to have one important one hour meeting. Now, what do we all do? We use technology, right? And with that being said, sometimes you can't use technology for everything, even with the bookkeeping and what Sean does, but it still makes the process much better, right? So I think of it, it's like 
before I jump on that plane or go across town, how about we have one Zoom and make sure this is worth our while and then I'll jump on the plane, right? So even if you have this mess in your bookkeeping and you need all this advice from a, a, a chief financial officer, what Sean also has, which we didn't talk a lot about, it's how I use Sean actually, uh, is for sophisticated businesses that need to actually get some advice on how to grow their business and understand their financials and forecast. And you need a human, right, to do that. Sean also has the capacity to do that and has a team uh, of other coaches that he has accessibility uh, to as well. So I'm now selling, which I, I promise not to ever do on the podcast. So I'm not trying to sell. I just know it's made a tremendous impact on my business. Um, and to our listeners of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors, I want to make sure uh, that, you know, if I believe in something that uh, that I pass that along. So with that uh, being said, Sean, I know you are happy for any of our listeners to meet with them and kind of demonstrate the technology and how it works and uh, even run it for them kind of behind the scenes a little bit because you believe that much. And once people see it, that they're going to basically drop however they do bookkeeping today. Um, if someone is interested in meeting you or learning more about it, having a, uh, you know, a, a consultation or have you kind of pilot, uh, you know, your technology on their books, how do they get in touch with you? And, and what does that look like? Yeah, so there's two ways. You could email me at sean at digitalfinancialofficers.com, or you could go to my website, www.digitalfinancialofficers.com and submit a demo request. And yeah, like you just mentioned, John, we're it's an easy plug and play in the sense of that setup. So any advisor out there that maybe wants to get their feet wet, get their foot in the door, um, we're happy to provide a month or two of free service just to really showcase. And like you said a couple of times, it's easier uh, to believe, but once you kind of just get it within your business, um, you're going to be very uh, surprised in the sense that you wish you had this uh, maybe a couple of years ago. So no, we're happy to help. We're looking forward to uh, touching a lot of business owners and really just showcasing how businesses should run and not to jump on a technology bandwagon, but that's where the industry is going. And we'll talk more about that in the second podcast. Yep. Love it, Sean. So, hey, uh, awesome information. I uh, truly appreciate it. I will share. Um, I think I've cut my bookkeeping costs by about 70%. Uh, when I engage Sean and use the technology and have unbelievably more data and transparency in real time. So um, it's a it's a really cool thing. And the fact that what I would suggest to our listeners is, you know what, keep doing whatever you're doing, let Sean run in the background and then you decide. And I can share with you, I know Sean was sharing with me before the call, uh, his batting average right now is about 100%. Um, so he's like, 40 for 40 uh, since he's been rolling out this kind of free run it side by side comparison. So uh, maybe you'll be the person who knocks him out of uh, his thousand percent batting average. I don't know if you can keep that forever. But uh, with that being said, Sean, thanks for being our guest. We're going to do a part two, uh, which will also come out shortly to our listeners. Thank you for listening to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. If you yourself or anyone you know could be a good, interesting guest, don't keep us a secret. Shoot us a note. Uh, and we'll see if we can get that special person on. Uh, Sean's contact, contact information uh, will be in the show notes. Uh, and I hope you take Sean up on that free offer uh, to check it out and see what digital financial officers could do for you. So thanks again, Sean. Make it a great day. 
Thank you very much, John. Have a good one, everyone. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next week.